Ah, we just started. How are you? Um, first of all, I'm in. Uh, I want to show you my elaborate new podcast studios. It's called Hotel Room. There you go. So I'm going to plan on doing these podcasts from anywhere and everywhere. Now that I uh, put together what I think is a pretty awesome crew, organizing my thoughts. You know, I've tried podcasts in before, uh, before, and you know, there were I I felt like I put good stuff out there, but I just didn't. I I want a guy, and I need a good someone to organize thoughts. Like today, I have a a set list all right so there's the intro and where i'm at and then we're gonna have little 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 things that we go by um and so with that said this is hopefully the beginning of something really really cool and an awesome journey we're gonna go on um there are so many things I want to do. I don't even know where to start, but I will tell you this. We have to start somewhere, which is why I'm starting now. Now, some of you that uh, already know, I'm, this, is, this is a whole different segment of a podcast. Those of you that are on my Patreon page, you already know there's a one-hour segment I do every week where you, the fan, you, Patreon member, you're the one podcasting and interviewing me, which I have to say has been so stimulating, so mind-provoking, such a learning experience for me because every time I think I know who follows me or who's into who's into me, whether you know some people are some people go way back to Oh, I remember seeing you in this show called the Uptown Comedy Club in 1992. Like, what? And some people are like, you know, I saw you. I had someone go, I saw you on Nickelodeon in the late 80s. And I went, what? I didn't think anyone knew that. And by the way, that's your homework. See if you can find me in my very first TV spot ever. And I will grant you podcast if you're up for that so if you can guess or you come up with the clip of my very first real television network appearance and that could have been a guest spot it could have been a sitcom it could have been a stand-up comedy spot whatever that is i open up that door for you to explore hold on brian mckenna's here hey are you getting the keys to the other room? What are you yeah. going to do in here? Oh, I'll do it in the room. There you go. What's the other room? Uh, it's um, 4321. 4321. 4321. Huh? On the fourth floor? It's on the fourth floor. Okay. 4321, Brian. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, Brian McKenna knocking on my office slash hotel room. So I've been organizing this for a long time. And the thing with me is I know I, know, I have ideas. I have the segments I want to do. I have all, all the world that I want to put together. 
I just need that help. I need that or I need the organizers. I'm not a great organizer. I'll sit there and go, hey, you know what? Let's do this on Tuesday at like 11. And then Tuesday at 1045, I'm like, oh, my God, I totally forgot. My wife wanted me to. I had to drop my oldest daughter off at work because my wife isn't here. So can we start at like two, three? It's, the, it's always like, eh, we don't have to do next week. I'm not feeling it. So that's not going to happen anymore. I found a cool team, which I will introduce to you. Um, and we got a lot of cool segments to start off with. So like I said, you can already see the podcast where you, the listener, interviews me, which has been extremely entertaining. Uh, the one I just did, by the way, was I, I'm really curious to see how people uh, take to that one. It's, it's, a, it's a guy that's an actual minister in West Virginia, and he was so brutally honest, so authentic, raw. He didn't hold anything back. He's not, he's not worried about repercussions. He, he went, he just, the first half hour, I just listened. I laughed a lot because I wasn't also sure. I was like, is he real? Um, is he really? And he never really, I did kept asking him one question and I, and, and he never, now that I think about it, I don't think he ever really answered the question or maybe he did i just didn't hear the exact answer that i was looking for so i'm currently in schaumburg illinois uh doing shows uh i used to come here years ago and i would do uh the improv in schaumburg illinois and what it reminds me of i haven't been here in years years six seven years uh i love the owner tony and stephanie that work here just amazing people but this reminds me of uh, having my father around. When I started traveling around with my dad, Schaumburg, Illinois is one of the places I remember the most because him and the owner, Tony, really hit it off. Um, me and my dad would go to Maggioni's. We'd go, we'd go to all these restaurants around and just staying here, I always stay at the Hyatt which is right across the street. And it's, uh, I just remember spending so much time with my dad and we, we, I'd wheel him here and the staff was always really kind. And they're like, if you have to be driven anywhere, we'll let us know and we'll, we'll get you where you got to go. And you tell us. And there was one guy here, was a German guy. Yeah, the thick accent and come from Germany. Yeah? And he would always go out of his way to help my dad and he loved how I traveled with my dad and he he would help him get off the bus and on the bus and then every time we'd go to the comedy club and the owner Tony reminded me last night he goes Jim I miss your dad he goes it's weird seeing you without your dad he goes the last time he was here he would always uh He'd always wait till you get on stage, and then he'd start going, get me some beer. Will you please get me some beer while Jimmy's up on stage? <laughs> and so my dad loved having – he was alone. He was away. He didn't have my mom going, you can't have drinks, Jim. You're on blood thinner, for Christ's sake. You want to die? You want to have a stroke? Because I'm not taking care of you. So my mom, she was a 
She wasn't the best caretaker. I'm not taking care of you if you have a stroke, for Christ's sake. I'm old enough. I'm going to start living my life. I don't need this nonsense before I go to the grave. So I love taking him out. When I would take him out, you could see there's just this sense of like a bird out of a cage. He was like, I can't fly far, but I'm going to walk around and check out the sights. And we'd go to the comedy club. And he immediately with the staff go, uh, can I have a Budweiser? And I'd, I'd have to pull the staff aside and go, listen to me. He's going to end. He can't have a lot of beer because then he drops a deuce in his pants. And I'm the one that's got to clean that all night. And I know it's all hunky-dory and let's hang out with the old guy. And he's cute and all that. But here's the deal. Uh, you know, at the end of the night, I'm in the toilet. Uh, dry even my veins are popping out uh, and, I'm, and i enjoy it but he gets he you know three four beers he's in la la land doesn't mix well with the doesn't mix well with the 500 pills he's got to take every day uh and, and just so do me a favor you can give him a beer but give him non-alcoholic beer and pour it in a glass, and he won't know the difference. He knew the difference. He's not stupid. So he would wait till I go on stage, and that's when he'd pull the staff, and like, ah, now that Jimmy's on stage, let me get a beer. Tony last night was like, Jimmy, every time you go on stage, your father was like, quick, get me beer, get me beer. I said, yeah, I know, I know. And they remind me of... Uh, one of the times we were here in Schaumburg and my dad did have an accident. Oh, oh, brother. And you know what, though? I would never trade those times away. It was worth every single, uh, it was, it was, uh, oh, dude, Mike, you're a monster. By the way, Mike is my, like, Fred to stern uh he, he is the get mike this is a month look at you wow so you met right there i'd bring him on tour and the two of us are watching uh george carlin live right now he loved george carlin especially his last two specials when he got a little gnarly and a little heavy uh and my dad never laughed my dad would do this this, this is my dad laughing his Hysterically, you ready? He go, that was my dad, absolutely belly let. And once when I go, it's just um, but I'll tell you what, I look at that and it is, it's a great place to be. You know, I will tell you this. I know there's a lot of people my age too that uh, they have, they bec you're becoming caretakers. You're becoming caretakers right now. And it's not easy. There's no, there's no, they don't tell you, this, it fascinates me. There's no universities. Do they teach anything how to take care of one another or how to take care of the elderly? They teach that in school? No, they don't teach any of the real key, deep, soul nurturing things we need in life to get us by and get us through stuff like that. 
you know, some of us have big jobs or we think it's big jobs. And then like, hey, what do you do about your parent? You gonna stick him in a home or are you gonna go for it? And not that one's right or wrong, but I'm just saying I'm glad. And I'll tell you, it was worth every single second. Every dry heave, and I drive-heaved a lot. It was worth every single time he he crapped his pants. And it was a lot, a lot. I'm I'm telling you. I I wrote a book years ago just for it was first to be a blog and then turn into a, a book, but I will tell you this. Um my next book. I want to, I, I should, I should write my next book on how to help people that are going through the caretaking process. And I'm going to call it the 10 top cities. My father dropped a deuce in his pants because there were some great places. He did that out in public and all that. So with that said, um, that's where I'm at. Schomburg, Illinois. And it brings back great, great memories of my father and going on the road. Um, now, in the meantime, I'm working on a bunch of new stuff. And I've also noticed I've got a whole big new following uh, that stemmed from the video I made a couple weeks ago. Two things. One, I was not anticipating that. And it's uh i don't know what the other thing is and one thing is i was not anticipating that <laughs> uh nor was i asking for that but i have it and i welcome it with open arms. i welcome anybody that's willing to open their mind and sit at a comedy show just to let go just to laugh but i find myself right now um for for those of you you know a couple of weeks ago, you look at my Facebook where I went live and Instagram where I went live. And I, and I just, uh, all I said was I'm not going to play venues. I don't, I don't want to put anybody in a, in a position where they, where they are forced. Some people say it's a choice. It's not a choice. It's not a choice. The choice is do it or no. That's not a choice. That's that is a coercion. That is a bribery. That is uh, it's the, you define it how you want. But when you say, "Hey, listen, um, do this, or you never work again," but I but I've been working here for twenty years, and and during the whole too bad this is the new rule. So, well. Are we got, like that's not a choice? So people that say it's a choice, zip. You don't know what you're talking about. Unfortunately, you don't know what you're talking about, and you're and you're emotionally attached to the category of the team that you joined. It's all just categories, but common sense in life will tell you it's not the way life should be. And if you're not glued to whatever the the big light is telling you and the big screens are telling you, hey, this is the latest and this is it. And you can think for yourself. Well, then. So all I said was I don't want to play venues where people have to show that 
they they've been they've taken a shot. If you're taking a shot, great. That you chose to do it, and that's your choice. But if you choose not to, I'm not gonna. I don't want to play somewhere, or perform somewhere, or entertain for people. I, I don't feel entertainment. You should be forced to take something. That's just that's just me. Now, what happened was, which I did not know, was this explosion of viral video. And I'll tell you what, to be dead honest with you, uh, when I did, I just, all I did was just, you know, I, I make a video and I put it away. And then what happened was, I remember my agent called him and we think differently. He's one side and he, he's political and but I'm like, I don't get into politics, man. Which is another thing. People are like, oh, you're getting political? I'm not political. I just tell you common sense. You're the one that categorizes and makes it political. I don't tell you who I vote. I, I'm not political. Uh, I just talk common sense, my common sense, what I see. Um, and he's like, yeah, I don't, I, you're, uh, that last video made, uh, it's, uh, it's trending. I said, what does that mean? It has a lot of views. He goes, it's going to hit the news. Well, how do you know that? He goes, ah, it's uh, definitely going to hit the news. And sure enough, when I tell you every news outlet, I, I mean, every radio station, every news outlet was like, we want you, we want a dog. Now, I've been doing this a long time, and I know how that works, especially, especially certain corporate, uh, they're not news, it's all corporation, corporation propaganda. So every corporate propaganda was out to get me on their show. And then what they do is they wait for one clip and they use that one clip as uh, clickbait and then they're off the races. And then most people just see, you know, they'll be like, Brewers anti-vax. And that's all they see. They, and no one ever said that, never said that, but they categorized it. And they get away with it. It's just like me saying, hey, you know, uh, my neighbors are whore. And, and you're like, you're kidding me. Oh, yeah, dude, the way she drives, she tells people in and out and whore. Now, that's not even a fact, but now that I told the whole neighborhood, there are people now going, oh, I heard this one's a whore. And they don't know nothing about the situation. But that is how corporate propaganda works. And you can't reprogram. Once you see the headline, you've, your brain is already set. These terrorists came into before you even read the article you go oh i heard these terrorists ta-da it's magic mind control it doesn't exist yes it does um so with that said um i now everyone their mother wanted to talk about it now I still was feeling very passionate about the situation, very passionate. And I strongly feel the same way. And, I, and I'm always going to feel that way. There's nothing you can, uh, you know, I have people going, you know, you're giving misinformation. What, what are you talking about? What are you, what are you talking about? That's, that's, a, that's a propaganda word that you've been taught. That's everyone's new. The, the propaganda word is misinformation. It's not information. 
this what is information what are you talking about so there's a there's a, a person that reached out to me and they said hey i lived in the next town where you were in jersey and i used to see in the mornings talking to your crew and and you know your kids and you're a really good guy and a family guy and i work for xyz and i went oh no 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 i ain't doing that i ain't doing that and and she was like no 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 he you need to what you said was pretty powerful it was moving it was spiritual it was real it was honest and the outpouring of people when i tell you the thing that threw me the thing that resonated with me the most was the amount of people that reached out and said thank you thank you thank you for saying what millions feel we're so scared we don't know what to do and that 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 really made me sit back and and absorb that yeah a lot of people going i'm scared i don't know what to do and nobody's thinking about them and they know something's wrong and they know they're being forced to do something they shouldn't be doing and no one's acknowledging that and uh there's a lot of stories and i was really moved by that really moved by that. And uh, I decided to go on this one show because she said, he will not interrupt and just get your piece out there. I said, okay. So uh, I did it. I live in, in Florida and when I went to the studio and I couldn't see this person, it was just a screen. So I, don't, I, don't, I can't even tell if they're reacting or, or how they're reacting or if they like it or not like it. And I, gave my piece and whoa boom holy crow i cannot believe the following after that and then again you had nobody listens to the meth the people that watch it many people heard the message and the message keeps going but the people that have already categorized and say i don't root for that team and i hate that team and i hate that person here's the problem with where we're at in life and we really have to come and grit with this. You know the phrase, God works in mysterious ways? And what, what that means is your life can change by one person, one saying, one, 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 one action. Don't worry about where it comes from. The most important thing is what is the message that's being set? And sometimes, you know, I learned something from Jane Goodell. Jane Goodell, you know who that is? She's the one that uh, studied the chimpanzees for a while. And I highly, highly suggest you watch her documentary because it's not just about chimpanzees and, and apes and, and primates and saving them. It goes into women's rights and, and uh, um, changing life for the better. And she said something so powerful. She went, you know, 
people would get mad at me because I would sit down with the big evil corporations that were causing a lot of these issues. But how are we to ever find peace unless we talk with our enemies and we sit with our enemies and then we get a conversation going and we get the message out there? The most important thing is go far and wide and everywhere you can to get a message. And eventually, somebody will hear it, whether people want to get mad or, or, or put away and all that jazz. There you go. This, this, I, I'm telling you, I was, I was blown. I told my daughters, you know, I know you're into, you know, female rights and da, 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 da. This woman, this, watch this documentary. It is so powerful. It is so beautiful. It's a great story of spirit, soul, humanity, all that jazz. I know a lot of people are putting science as their new God, but unfortunately, science doesn't have a soul. Science can't hold you. Science makes mistakes. Uh, scientists are paid by people that want specific numbers that are stats that are also manipulated to play with your mind. If I tell you, um, I did a poll and scientists said, uh, scientists, scientists now say that 60% uh, of people, what did, how many did you talk to? Four people? You don't get the study. That's the only thing you get. And that's what plays on your mind. They know you're going to go, oh, think about it. Um, if I go, all oh, my friends in rehab, what do you think? Drugs, alcohol, rehab covers a lot of categories. So my point is, I went on this program and it blasted. And then I saw like, I was a fan for years and dude, consider me gone, Jim Brewer. How dare, oh, keep patronizing to the, and people just, they lose their minds. You know, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. You can hate all you want. You can judge all you want. You can categorize all you want. Because all those things that you're doing don't come from a good spirited place. They come from a disease, just it's not my way. And that's what it comes from. If 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 I go over to my neighbor's house and my neighbor's an asshole, cheats on his wife and and he beats his dog and he's asshole, but there's someone on his porch. I'm like, why is that asshole hanging out with him? But they say something that's so inspiring and powerful changes my life. Do I just throw that comment out the window? Because they were at that asshole's house? Of course not. So you're just selling yourself short if that's your mentality. Now, if you watch my interview, never brought up politics. Talk politics. I never talked about anything but what I had to say and feel. Um, and it went far and wide. And then, that, and then uh, um, after that, I did a full one-hour interview. It was with Tucker Carlson. I don't know anything about the guy. And we flew up to Maine. and. When we were in Maine, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, we just talked. It was a powerful conversation. I talked about my dad and where I think 
the world is right now. And again, we never brought up politics. I think he might have tried. I don't remember to be dead honest with you, but I don't, I don't do that because I know everyone's corrupted. When it comes to politics, everyone's corrupt. Everyone gets paid off. Um, and I'm glad I did it because people heard a message, which brings me to this audience. So after this video, my first show was New Jersey. New Jersey. Vinnie Brand's Stress Factory. And it was a Friday night sold out. Incredible. When they, when they, and Brian McKenna will tell you, he'll be on a second. Brian's touring with me right now. When they introduced me, it was a different type of applause. It wasn't typical, yay, Jim's here. It was standing, yeah. And what I noticed was there's a whole new group of people that go, I don't know who this guy is, but I like what he says, and I'm supporting this human being, and I will be there for you. It was almost like, so I, and, I, and I'm telling you, it went on for like three to five minutes, and I got on stage, and they were, and then they come down, and go back up. And that has happened there. Then it happened in Milwaukee. Then I did Naples, Florida, and it happened. And then last night at Schomburg, and I noticed like, oh, 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 this is a whole new crowd. And they want the guy from the video, which who he is there. But I'll, I'll let Brian McKenna uh, uh, elaborate too. Is Brian? I'm here. What's up, Brian? What's up, man? Did you hear anything I was talking about just now? I did, yeah. I've been on for the last five minutes or so. All right. For those of you who don't know, Brian McKenna, comedian, um, he helped me a lot with my new special coming out, Somebody Had to Say It, which drops in November. you got to join Patreon. Just join the lowest tier for one month, starting November 1st. Okay, well, we're in November. Um, and when you get the special, you get the podcast, you get the videos. And as soon as you download the special, bam, boom, done. Piece of cake. But now, Brian, um, Brian, you were saying, and I'm starting to see, you're starting to see, like last night. Yeah. And, and that, yeah, we, it's a whole, there's. Well, Jersey was a whole, uh, Jersey was a, a crowd that was just kind of, inter- like, you had a two-minute standing ovation before you said anything. Right. Which is great, which is nuts. Like two minutes where they're ah, like, it was these people in the front row. I'll never forget their faces. They were like this. <laughs> right. They're like, they're like, ah, their fists are out. They're the going rally. Like, the rally starts tonight. <laughs> the waitress, the waitress is trying to get a drink. They're like, God, he's here. This guy's here. <laughs> he's our voice. He's our leader. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really. It was, and I've seen you get standing ovations before, but usually you said an hour of comedy before you got a standing ovation. This was like you hadn't said anything, so it was a weird. Like it wasn't weird, but it was still like, oh, okay, this is people that you haven't touched before. Yeah. You know what I think? What what I think is interesting about that is that 
you made a decision and the decision, you know, and people decide, okay, I'm going to decide I'm with this guy. I like what he said. And then what I like about it is, is that you've also been a comedian for 30 years. So they have no, if they never saw you before, you're in not, not only you're a comedian, you're the top 1% of the comedian, not to blow smoke up your ass, but that's the way that it is. And I go, then they're like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I like this guy and now I can enjoy comedy too. It's almost like the excitement that they walk into it now is just different than I've seen before. I, you know? I, I agree. And you know what I thought in each place we go, uh, I go to, you weren't with me in, in Milwaukee. No, wait, I was, I was with yeah, you. You were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is the next gig you're at, right? This, this is, the, we haven't seen each other since Milwaukee. Since M- Milwaukee. Correct. Yeah. So last night, lose a lot of that too last night both shows and i noticed because i sit in the green room and i hear you and you just mentioned now if anything you get a little bit political very rare i mean it's i touch on it i I take that back i take it back you don't get political i take it back you mention names correct yeah that i would you talk about uh fauci and you talk about uh zuckerberg and you hear them going, yeah! <laughs> we're here for that. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually think, I think Mark Zuckerberg is hated more than Dr. Fauci. That's the, that's the thing that's kind of interesting. People, when I say, when I make fun of Mark Zuckerberg, people are like, I, I want to hit him. <laughs> like, I want to hit that guy. What is wrong with that guy? You know what I mean? So it's, yeah, it's it's up there. It's when you say those names, they're like, yes, this is, yes, you think the same way that I do. So it's it's kind of interesting. Yes, I feel like it's opened up a, uh, a. There's been a suppression of the thought process and how people truly feel, and it's been so suppressed. You're not allowed to think that way. If you say something, we're gonna do. We're gonna, and they're out and about now. And I and I, I don't. <laughs> I, I not that I'm and I'll tell you what, man, I had a phone call. I had a lot of phone calls, but I had an interesting phone call and and the one person was like, listen, uh, did I tell you about this phone call? I don't think so. Okay. Uh I got this phone call, never talked to this person before. Uh definitely a a name. And he goes, Jim, you did your part. Uh you you created something. I know you don't even realize you created it, mm-hmm. but you created something. Do yourself a favor. Enjoy your family. Enjoy life. Keep doing your comedy. Don't become the poster boy because they're evil. And I went, yeah. evil goes, you don't know. I I I they're they're ta- they're going after my career. They'll come after your kids they're demonic evil and i was like oh yeah you're like i'm out i no, i'm not <laughs> i didn't plan on being out it's very easy to get caught up and i want to trust yeah. me, I'm not caught up. but i do find uh ourselves myself that i don't plan on 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 it, it's almost like after i did half baked right after the movie half baked came out and then i started touring i noticed everyone was there for half baked it was like 70% yeah. They're throwing joints on stage. <laughs> but I found myself trying to appease a pod audience and, and purposely writing 
over the top pop material. And I wasn't that guy. I, I might've been that guy a little bit, but I was like, I can't, I, I'm not, there's so much more to me. I can't, I can't just, so what I've noticed now is, and you, you saw it last yeah. night, shows where if you just talk about for a second, they go, yeah, this is why we're here. Yeah. Balance it with, okay. Um, there's a lot of people, you're part of the family now, but we have this other big family that's been part of the family for yeah. 20 years, 15 years, 30 years. And they welcome you as long as you also welcome all the comedy that comes along. And yeah. I, I have to say, it's a beautiful balance for me because I feel like so many people don't know are now showing up and they're showing up from the video of the Yeah, exactly. But they're leaving going, I had no clue he was that bad. <laughs> but I laughed so freaking hard. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, but I got to sprinkle it. And I do. I sprinkle it throughout what I want to put out throughout the show. Yeah. yeah. And you do a good job of it because you, all you really have to do, like you said, is just touch on it for a second for the reason they're there. And then if you come and then you're good. You know what I mean? And you constantly, as long as you touch on it, you'll be fine because there's no, you know, and at the end of the day, I just feel like, you know, if, if you make them happy, they're going to tell four people. And the next time you come, they're going to be, you know what I mean? So I go, it's, it's a good little balance that you have right now, which is nice. So, just to tell you, for people out there too, uh, you know, you see comedians and and you and you see whatever you see, and you just it's funny. You probably just think, oh, Jim goes and then life is great, and he's just he's the he's he goes up there on stage. Same with Brian, and and just I learned this in a long time ago. I, my infatuation was was ball players and rock stars, and I realized you have a real life that leads up to this. So what I'm getting at is Brian and myself are both going through an interesting struggle right now. We both wake up in the middle of the night. Uh, do you mind me bringing this up? No, good. Okay. okay. So no, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I'm getting a thing called cluster headaches. You can look it up. It's horrifying. I'm, I'm working through it. All. I had one last night. I do have this preventive pill where the pain level, so you go to sleep and then two hours after you fall asleep, you wake up and you're like, oh my God. And it's, it's horrifying. I got to go breathe next. Yeah. Last night, uh, the pain was like a two, three rather than an eight, nine, 10, which they usually are. Yeah. You guys can look it up. But Brian comes to me and I think this led to one of my, if if fear factor was still alive, yeah, this would be my all time horrifying, and I think for all males. So, tell people you you have a problem sleeping, yeah. And we both agreed this is stress related. But go ahead, what, what, probably yeah yeah yeah. Well, I wake up in the night and I pee like nine times. Like it's just all the time. I'm constantly waking up to go pee. That's which cool. is it's just ridiculous. So I mean, I went to everybody. I went to a sleep doctor. I went that I slept inside a sleep lab where they stick electrodes on your head. You know what I mean? It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Cause you sit there and you lay there and they're like, we're going to watch you when you sleep. And I'm like, Oh, I can't wait for the comforting sleep that I'm going to have with somebody watching on a camera staring at me, right. you know? Right. So I went and did that. That comes back. They're like, you don't have any 
you don't have any problems. I'm like, no, I have many problems. Trust me. There's many problems. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm like you just didn't see it on your little cameras, but trust yeah. me, there's many problems. Yeah. So then I went to a urologist because I don't know. I have no idea. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I have cancer. I have no idea. I'm like, I, let's find this out. It, I've been having these years. I, I thought maybe I had brain cancer. I did scans. It was, it was it's brutal. I, it's, you're going through some. It's a little freaky to when people can't find out. It's it's exactly something's up. And the worst part is is that is this is the cell phone because I and it's it's so true because you literally Google something and it could be anything from <laughs> from you had too much water to you're gonna die by the afternoon. You're like, oh okay, great. This is great. I'm like, this is what I want. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Right. And I know it's like they say everyone says don't don't google your symptoms you can't and it's help. like but i i can't stop i go not only am i googling i'm googling the symptoms and i'm like well wait a minute wait a minute i'm connecting dots i'm like well that happened four times last year and this must mean all of a sudden you're like that's it i you know i'm writing a will i'm giving it to people i'm like here you go it's nice knowing everybody you know what i mean um so then I ended up going into urologist because my fiance was like I can't live like this anymore you can't you gotta go talk to somebody right I go to the doctor and they uh I mean it's they give me the worst I mean I don't know if you want to get graphic but this is when this is the neurologist this is the neuro no 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 urologist the p doctor all right so now you go to a p doctor I go to the p doctor all right which is another situation in and of itself I'm like how did you get out of medical school and you were like I like I like pee. I mean that's a like that's a good thing to you know what I mean like yeah, it's like me with a colonoscopy. Like, do you do you study? Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you do? Yeah, you're like, it's like, yeah, it's just like, is it like doing oil changes to them? They're just like, yeah, it's not a big deal. We just do it. Like, what is this? You know, you screwed up a couple brain surgeries. It's like. You're looking at the human body, you're going from your head all the way down to your toes, and you landed on urine somehow. Like somehow you landed there. I found my calling. Piss. Exactly. Piss. You're like, that's it. That's what it is. And I, I never, you know, and they, you know, basically, long story short, they take a Wait, camera and they, But don't they don't you didn't you know this guy? Yes. Well, yeah, I didn't want I yeah. So his name is is Dr. Eisenberg of advanced urology of of long island he, he'd love this call out because he's a comedy fan so he's a he came and saw us do stand he's seen us do stand up okay so he's he's and and so you yeah and is yeah, that I, I mean i yeah that how you found him or did it just so happen when you no. showed him? dude I, I can't believe you called i'm fan yeah. so no. that okay all right. I can't so it was after the fact i went in and i met him and and i he's looking at me and he's like do you do, do you do comedy and I'm like, oh no. I'm like, oh no. I'm like, yeah, I do. And he's like, yeah, I think I saw you. I think I saw you. And I'm like, great. I'm like, now I got to find a new doctor. The one doctor that takes my insurance. You know what I mean? Thanks a lot, Obamacare. And I got I got five. And I'm like, come on, man. I go, I go. So we're laughing because he's like, he'd seen me do stand up. And he was a fan. He's a fan of you. He was a fan of comedy. So it was like, all right, whatever. So I would assume that's a, that uh, to me, that would actually make me feel kind of good. I'm like, all right, this guy's going to take care of me. All right, let's do this. Yeah, it, it made me feel good in the sense like, yeah, he'll he's going to do the right thing. And then, um, yeah, so he was a fan of comedy. And then and uh, he gets, starts giving me all the tests. He takes my blood. He does the whole, you know, because I think I'm dying. I go in and I go, Doc, I have cancer. And he's like, he's like, relax. 
he's like, relax, dude. Like, calm down. He's like, you let's see, let's see what the deal is. Gives me every test. Um, you know, gives me the, you know, the finger, gives you the finger where you don't want it, you know what I mean? It like gives you every single test you could possibly think of. And he does um does the test of the camera. Um uh how do I explain this in a nice way for your audience? In the pee, in the pee hole. In the pee hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he got and he goes like this. I'll never forget it. He goes, I go, I go, I go, um, I go, um, I go, look, dude, is there any way around this? Is there any way not to do this? And he goes, Look, if you had a busted knee and you came to me and you needed an MRI, like, would you ask a question like that? And I go, Well, no, I get the MRI. And he goes, Okay, so what are we doing here? <laughs> and I'm like, and I go, Well, how is this gonna feel? And he goes, Look, it's gonna be very uncomfortable but you should get some stand-up material from it. And then I and then I said to him, I go, is it like a Tonight Show set or like a Netflix set? How much time are we talking here? How much time is am I going to get out of this? You know what I'm saying? This is my worst. This is, I, I have not ever slept over in a hospital. And the reason yeah. that I do everything I can to stay healthy and not go in a hospital is because I don't ever want to kind of, I don't want anything up my pee hole. I just, that's yeah. my worst. So now you're in his office and he's sticking it up. He's like, okay, go ahead. And he goes, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I go, are you gonna numb? Are you numbing anything? Like, what are we doing here? I go, yeah, are we, what, I, go, <laughs> I go, what are we doing? We're just gonna do this? We're not even gonna, and I go, are you gonna numb anything? He goes, look, he goes, a little bit. I'm gonna, he goes, I'm gonna numb it a little bit. I'm like, can you make it a lot of it or hit me over the head with a hammer? I go, can you, what do you have here? I go, is there drugs? I'm like, knock me out, cold. Knock me out. Knock me out, cold. And then he goes, he goes, all right, it's gonna be a little uncomfortable. And I, I he, let me tell you something. I've never anyone who's had this uh, situation happen. I don't even know how to explain the feeling because you're literally like that. You're like, <sighs> and the and is it is it is it stiff? Is it? Is I it... didn't. Look, I'll be honest. I didn't even look. I didn't even look. I I, I was like, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm not. I go. You do what you got to do. I'm gonna do what I got to do over here. All right. I got you do. I'm just gonna look over this way. <laughs> I wasn't looking. I'm like, you're out of your mind if you think I'm looking at this. And the worst, the crazy, the funniest part about him as a doctor, he's a great doctor, but he was he was like commentating and telling me what was going on as it was happening. Like he was like, okay, so I'm gonna go touch your bladder. I'm like, hey, bro, you don't need to tell me any. Like, I don't need to know where you're at. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to know. Like, imagine you're, you're in there. Possible. I'm in here. You're already in here. You're already in. I don't need to know. No need to discuss it. And he's commentating like he's Marv Albert, like over the thing. You know what I mean? He's like, okay, we're going to hit your bladder. I'm like, bro, the, 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 don't tell me about the bladder. I don't even, you know. And he goes, okay, I'm gonna, and I swear to God, if anyone who's had this, this is what they do. They spray your bladder with water because they got to see. There's, yeah, that's what I said to him. I go, what, what did you stick an inspector gadget thing up there? I go, well, what kind of hose did you put in here? The camera has a hose on it, and they shoot your bladder to kind of see where your bladder's at. I, I don't know. Evidently, this is part of the okay. part of the process. Um, you know, he, he brought a super soaker up there for all I know. And he goes, uh, he goes, I'm going to spray your bladder. And I go, okay. He goes, it's going to be uncomfortable. I'm like, as if the last minute and a half hasn't right. been any more uncomfortable. Yeah. And um, sprays my bladder. It feels it. All of a sudden, he's like, you may feel like you have to pee. I'm like, yeah, I got to pee. I got to pee. I got to pee. <laughs> <laughs> and then. He pulled and whatever. He finishes the thing, and he basically just tells me he's like, "We don't know, we don't know what your problem is." 
So I go, hold on. I go, I got to, I go, doc, I got to stop you. (laughs) Let me stop you right there. I go, see, we did all that. And there's no, you don't have an answer. And he goes, yeah, sometimes you don't get answers to things. And I'm like, can I see your medical degree? Can I, can I, (laughs) I go, it's not on the wall here. (laughs) Where is it? Brian McKenna's coming in and little does he know we're going to stick a gadget in his pee hole. And then we brain thing. He's experiment. Lou, does he know we're not even doctors? Yeah. So they found nothing. Basically, uh, they, he said, uh, like, now here's the thing. It's a. He goes, I just think you have an overactive bladder. Which, and I said, well, how do you get that? And he goes, most likely from stress. Really? Yeah. He goes, most likely from stress. There's really no reason why it developed because I never had it before. So anyway, turns into this whole. Now I'm taking medicine that helps but it doesn't stop the whole situation until recently you gave me a tip which and other people had said it to me before but then you were like i think you need to do that and you had said to journal yeah right before bed right just start just just write that just write doesn't there's no amount of pages whatever and go and I, I the first thing I said to you is because I'm so used to like, well, how many pages do I have to do? What's the yeah, like what do I have to do? And you said there is no number. Just write down whatever's bothering you the night right before you go to sleep. Right. And I go, all right. I started and then I started doing it right before I go to bed. And it has definitely helped. Right. At least calm my nerves for whatever reason. Now I don't think I'm, I'm a high strung person, as you know. You've been around me long enough. <laughs> don't always show that. Just, Brian, by the way, Brian has like this subtleness about him all the time. And the more, the more I got to know him, the more I be like, the subtleness is this deep boiling anger that's waiting to come out any chance. And he, he never fully explodes. He'll just go, you know, you know what really bothers me, man? And then we'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll be having coffee. And I'm like, ah. Why don't you talk about that on stage? Yeah, I should, I should. You know what else bothers me? <laughs> Why don't you talk about that on stage? Yeah, yeah, I will, I will, I will. Um, Your daughter Gabby was always funny with that because she would sit there at <laughs> breakfast and start laughing. She'd be like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't like this waitress. They haven't walked over here once. <laughs> I'm about the waitress. And even yesterday, but that is the power of stress. It's, it's given headaches every night. To the point where the you guys look it up, cluster headaches, not migraine, clusters, also known as the suicide headache. That's how powerful, but it's all stimulated. And people have to learn how to deal with their stress. And even even last night, no, no, no breakfast yesterday. Well, you you got a lot going on, Brian. You got a lot. We don't have to get into it. <laughs> yeah. A lot going on in your life right now. Yeah. Lot going on, and there's a lot going on in a lot of people's lives. And yeah. so, whatever your strip, what we learned is stress is a monster, mm. and it will it can it make you sick and keep you. Uh, it'll give you headaches. It can cause. I'm telling you, it can cause cancer. I'm I'm not a doctor. I'm convinced it can cause you cancer, and yeah. it can lead to someone sticking something up in your pee hole because you got to piss for it. Um, (laughs) even yesterday like you we had breakfast it was was 11 in the morning and i just sat down and you've been here for 24 hours 
And the first thing you'd said, you were like, listen, I got to talk to you. <laughs> right. How are your time activities? Oh, they're getting better. Stress, 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 stress. Yeah. But anyway, so tonight should be fun. Also, by the way, I don't know if you want tonight. I'm filming every set and I'm going to film uh, tonight's set too. Uh, I just called okay. film that whole thing. So um, this is part of the new podcast. We're going to be launching in all different directions. We're going to have all different types of uh, segments and guests. I plan on having you on a lot, Brian. I'm glad you came on. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'll see you in a little bit. I'll see you in a okay. couple minutes. I'm just going to wrap right. things up here. And, uh, I made dinner reservation for 4.15. I know. That's how we know we're getting old. We're like, we go at 4? Is there any way to go at 4? And then this way we got time <laughs> to relax. And then we got time to show and get it all crazy again. And then we do the other show. It's going to be good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, Thank you for having me. You're your fans, I got to say thank you to the fans who listen to your show and who have come and seen you over the last couple of years. You've always been so gracious to me. So I, if this is my chance to say thank you, I would like to do that. They are always so nice to me, and I really appreciate it. So have a good one, Brian. Right. I'll see you later. Yeah, good seeing you. Brian is. Brian's good. Everyone has a lot going on. Everyone got it. He makes me laugh so hard. And my plan for this year. You know, my wife would always say, you should produce, you should produce, you should produce. This morning, I got off a phone with a, a writer, actor. Uh, he's been around, he's been Soprano, he's been a bunch of stuff. And I am going to be going in that world. And I plan on developing a lot with you. I really do. I talked about it with some of the Patreon members, but you, the audience of the podcast, I consider you... <sighs> More than just listeners, uh, a lot of times I, I put a lot of trust into you. So we'll be able to develop a lot. And with people like Brian and comedian Joe Sid that I bring on, I wrote a lot. I just started working with another guy. And I would love to be able to book them on their own, like them, them to start touring if I could do that. Well, anyway, long story short, uh, we're, you'll see more Brian McKenna. I believe he has Instagram and all that jazz if you want to share. So something I want to leave you with. I don't know. I'm going to leave you. You name it. Right now, I'll call it part of the part of the Bruniverse. Call it little little nuggets, little nuggets that might help your day. Um, something that will that will during these times, any times. Your mind is, is occupied nonstop. From the moment you wake up, your mind is occupied. The first thing you do is you check your phone, you turn on the television, you turn on the radio. Your mind is occupied. You didn't even have time to gather your thoughts. Maybe you go into work and you jump in the car, and then you're in the car and your mind is occupied. And think about where you're going. Then when you get you going, now they're like, you need you to do this and this and this. Your mind is occupied. Hey, let's take a break. You would take a break and you put your headphones in and you get back on the phone. You're checking Instagram. Your mind is occupied. Our minds are not meant to be occupied for that amount of time. They never were. 
it's, it's like being a lab rat. You got to learn to completely unplug. I'm not talking about uh, just not listen. I, like, I drive, I don't listen to radio, pure silence sometimes. Most of the time, silence. I haven't turned a screen on in, in years. When I say a screen, TV, blah, blah, I, I don't even, you know, it, it drives me nuts when I go in a, a hotel and they have CNN. Why do you have CNN blaring? at airports you're forcing people to listen to it you're forcing them they don't have a choice turn this off there's no reason no reason for propaganda and information to be blasting in your head everywhere you go pumping gas having a bagel all that just do your best to get rid of that at least start with a small exercise Try half hour a day, and your mind will slowly clear. Now, with that, right? Here's my little nugget. With the energy you want to invest, and watching your favorite news, watching your favorite, I need to get the information. With the energy, is that energy creating, or is it creating like, wow, I feel so good? Because I can bet you this: a lot of your relationships a friend, a parent, a, a husband, a wife, someone you love, a child. A lot of relationships now are suffering because we don't give to one another. But we'll give to my political party and the message they got to say and the, and the news network that I need to be, and you the, think of that energy. If you just take 10% of that, 10% of that and start what I call them love bombs. What's a love bomb? It's real easy. You know how you always say, man, I really want to reach out to blah, blah. I will sit and I will be silent and I go, you know what? I haven't, my brother died years ago and he left three boys and and it wasn't easy and i remember when he passed there was this uh some will call it a dream it's all how you define it i i feel i know what it was and he came to me and he said I mean, it was clear as day. He came to me. It was about 10 seconds. And he said, look after my boys once in a while, checking on my boys. And I could tell something. He goes, they'll be okay. Just check up on them once in a while. And don't worry about mom. She's got you. And we, we, weren't, we were like telecommunicating. It was beautiful. I saw all the colors. and It looked, it looked peaceful and beautiful where he was. I'm, I'm just being dead honest. I'm not trying to say anything. I'm being dead honest. And uh, I said, how are you? How are you? And he giggled. He went, <laughs> I'm super. And he was gone. And I get so busy sometimes and I forget. Hey, check in on those boys. Even though they're older, there's someone in your life that you could check in on today. And the key factor is don't check in on them and expect anything back. Just let them know, I'm thinking of you. 
and I love you. And I'm here if you need me. And it could be a text. It could be funny. It could be whatever you want it to be. And when you send that out, don't expect anything back. What you should have is a big smile on your face, knowing and trusting when that person sees that. Bing! And be like, oh, wow. I, wow. You never know. That little ounce of love, that little love bomb, the loose love scud missile. It could be your wife. You know, she's just having a hectic day with the kids and all that. And all of a sudden she goes, that's right. Love bombs, baby. Love bomb. And all of a sudden she gets it and she's like, oh, my God, you don't know how bad I needed this. Somebody. Don't ever estimate someone in your life needs a love bomb today. One sentence, one word, one message. It could be a voice message. Send it to them and don't expect anything back and trust that that love will start to spread. All right, that's my little nugget for the day. Send out a love scud missile. We have a lot to do on these podcasts. One of hopefully years worth of where we're going to go. There's so many segments we didn't even touch upon, get even close to. We'll, we'll get into that next week. I wish you all the best. Take time to be, to sit, be still, be silent. And send out some love bombs. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope to uh, see and hear you on Patreon. If not, wherever you are in the world, safe journeys to you. And I wish you a lot of love and laughter. And stop categorizing. We're not meant to categorize. Later, Gators. Yeah.